welcome back to Freight Waves Now. And Tanner, we're going to start here looking at what's going on on the volume side of the freight market. Not a whole lot of change, honestly. Kind of just moving sideways, but again, it's really close to where we were in 2019. I mean, April starting off, maybe not as bleak as it did in 2019, but it's still down, which just tends to be expected. April, You see the end of March is typically a little stronger. April, not as strong before we hit that summer months. It's exactly what kind of played out. March just, the end of March just wasn't that strong. Yeah, Overall. it wasn't. Uh, we were kind of hoping for a produce season, a little bit of a bump, right? That was kind of the excitement in the market, and that hasn't or has not come yet. Um, so yeah, the year's been boring so far, uh, right? The economy's kind of been in this weird state where we're kind of waiting on something to happen, waiting for either a, a, a full recession or maybe a possible recovery. But uh, the, the freight economy is just not there. Uh, it's been pretty much flat at 10,000 for, for the entirety of the year, mm-hmm. uh, right after we got after New Year's. Uh, and nothing's changed. So we're going to have to keep a close eye on it. Yes, we are very close to 2019 levels. I don't know, we probably won't dip below it. Uh, it just depends on how it goes, uh, you know, leading into June and July in the summer months. So we'll have to keep a close eye on that one. Yeah, right. Because that June, July, that really, that in between Memorial Day and 4th of July was really the strongest period. I mean, you look at 2019, you see a pretty big bump. And then it stays there throughout, really, the rest of the year. Do we see that bump? this year is going to be the question, right? You look on the ocean side of things, it doesn't look like it's that much momentum coming in, right? I mean, you start looking, we saw some recovery after Lunar New Year and pop back up to where we were before. But since then, we haven't really seen just this influx, right, of demand on the ocean. And ultimately, that was gonna, that's a driver of domestic freight demand here. It just takes a little time for it to get here. We're not seeing it. so. It kind of shows maybe we aren't going to see this a similar bump to what we saw. Maybe it's just more of this, this stable as she goes. Yeah, if anything, it's not going to come from necessarily freight volumes picking mm-hmm. up. It's going to come from a lack of capacity. So yep. if we do see a continued increase in the carriers leaving the market, drivers parking their trucks, um, then you might see a demand influx. And that's just going to be because shippers have to tender their freight maybe more than once or twice. And so that that's maybe you might get that in June yep. or July. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and go to the next chart here. So this is going to be your uh, your haul index, right? So we're kind of looking at what's the total demand, what's the total supply. Uh, so that's that mathematical equation. So markets that are going to be in blue mean that there is more outbound tenders than inbound. And then yep. red markets are going to mean there's more inbound than outbound. Mm-hmm. Um, so the market has looked fairly the same um, for quite a while. A few markets that kind of point out to me that are still in that fairly blue market um, is going to be Elizabeth, Baltimore, Dallas, and then kind of in the Chicago area. Yeah, Chicago, me and Donnie have talked about it a bunch. It's been one of the hottest markets throughout really the whole beginning of the year, but really dating back to the end of last year, Chicago kind of lost, it's always been thought of as a freight hub, right? But it kind of lost some luster during the pandemic because you had markets like LA, Ontario, which are still really strong markets and Dallas and Atlanta and that Harrisburg market really shine where Chicago was kind of, I don't want to say left on its own, but in terms of the big five freight markets or freight areas, it was the one that kind of lagged behind. Well, now it's just kind of been, again, steady as she goes. And now it's having its time in the spotlight being one of the stronger markets. 
Absolutely. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of maybe took a little bit of outbound tender market share a little bit later to kind of see those markets that have been fluctuating. But let's go ahead and go to the next one. So here is going to be the OTVI. So that outbound tender volume index a year ago today versus today, yep. right? Um, the markets are the exact same. They're right. Nothing's changed when it comes to the amount of volume that's in each market. But here's something that's interesting. So you can see that a year ago, the tallest market with the most amount of volume was at 516 on the index. Okay. A year later, the tallest market and the, the market with the most amount of volume is at 364. You're talking about a 40 to 45% decrease in the freight volumes. Yeah. And I think that's the trend you see. I do think, I mean, there's some things that stand out, right? I look up at that Detroit, right? It's one that's grown relative to the rest of the market. And that's one we've talked about a bunch, but you start digging in, it's a lot of short haul. But it's a good sign when Detroit's picking up because it is a manufacturing area. I mean, yes, it's all auto or very heavy auto, but it's a U.S. manufacturing kind of hub. And you see volumes start picking up there. Maybe it's a good thing for things to come, especially in this nearshoring, reshoring thing or topic where you see markets like Laredo and El Paso getting some love. Detroit's getting that same love. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Tanner, for this update. We'll be sure to check in with you again in the second hour. Right now, we'll hand it back over to Kaylee and Anthony.